You are listening to Caring Connected Conversations, and I'm Sydney, one of your hosts. I'm Angie, your other host. Each week, Sid and I will carry on conversations about physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. We will share our personal experiences and thoughts in a raw and inviting way. We hope to inspire you on your personal growth journey as we share tips, wisdom, and guidance around self-healing, self-growth, and most importantly, self-love. We want to connect on a deeper level, and what better way than through conversation. We hope this opens new doors for you to connect to the people in your life by carrying on our conversations. Now, let's get connected. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Caring Connected Conversations. This is Sydney here, and we are coming at you with a new episode, episode number 60. So excited for you guys to listen to this episode. We have another guest interview, and the beautiful Michelle Smith, she is a human design coach, is on the episode this week, and I am so excited to share her light her wisdom, and just her overall energy with all of you guys today. Now, the interesting thing about Michelle is Michelle and Angie actually met in a business mastermind over a year ago. And Angie introduced me to Michelle because of her human design, being a human design coach. And I booked a session with Michelle and I worked directly with her learning more about my human design chart and all of all of the wisdom that Michelle carries in explaining who I am, who I I was designed to be, and how I can show up in this world. So in this episode, we are going to dive into some of the most important life lessons that Michelle has learned in her journey, and how she creates connection in her life with human design, and how she connects her clients and family members and other people in her life. So if you're ready to dive into Michelle's lessons, Michelle's journey, and a whole bunch of information on human design, then continue listening because here we go. Thank you for joining us, Michelle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course, of course. So let's jump right into the conversation here, getting to know Michelle a little bit more. Um, We would love to hear, you know, whenever we start these podcasts, we love um, really digging in and and getting to know some of the, the biggest lessons that you've learned in your life that you think Maybe everyone needs to hear this kind of message and you can be as open and raw and vulnerable as you desire or not wherever you're feeling called to go. But in your 28 years of living, what would you say is one of the biggest life lessons that you've had to learn? That is such a beautiful question. And I would definitely, definitely hands down say that one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn was removing expectations on other people. Like we grow up and we have certain expectations of our parents. We have certain expectations of our friends from how we're conditioned from movies, TV, other people that we know in our life. So I grew up with a mother who has mental illness and she had addiction issues. So I had very high expectations of what I considered my mother to be until I got a certain age and I realized that she was not 
these expectations that I had in my mind, right? So she was very different. And I think everyone kind of goes through that at one point in their life. You realize that the pedestal you put your parents on when you were little was not actually real. They are human beings who make mistakes and are real people as well. But I had to learn that at a very young age because of the things that my mother went through. So from that, I that was kind of like the peak of my everything because I needed to grow from learn all the things that I went through with that but one of the main things was that I had to remove the expectation of who I expected her to be and that took years right because I always would show up in a conversation and expect her to say something or be a certain way or to even just like care about what I was doing and sometimes you just have to let go of your expectations of people and realize that people are the way that they are. And that doesn't reflect anything about you. It reflects everything about them. And I feel personally that it's the hardest with your parents. Like same thing with my father. I mean, I had certain expectations for like emotional comfort that I wasn't receiving and it's not his fault, right? For so many years, I was angry at everyone else because they weren't giving me what I wanted or they weren't being who I wanted them to be. And eventually when I started really opening my eyes and looking inward, I realized that they weren't the problem. I was the problem because I was expecting them to treat me a certain way and getting upset when they didn't. So that's been a really big life shifter and has improved all of my relationships in my family because I'm able to now understand that they're living their own journey and I'm living my own journey and I can't put my expectations on them. Yeah. I love how you said to to let go. Cause that was like the thing that was just sticking out the most. It's let letting go of those expectations of how, you know, people perceive them and how they are to be perceived. And I think that's a huge, a huge lesson for most of us, because sometimes we hold these expectations. Like you said, you put them up on this pedestal, like they need to be this way. They need to be this, they need to be this way. And I know a couple episodes ago, Sid and I talked about, you know, labels and putting people in boxes. It's the same idea, right? Like you're putting your parents in this box that they're supposed to be there for the emotional comfort. They're supposed to be there like physically, mentally, like all those things. And that you get to a certain point in your life where you're like, oh, right. They're just human like me. (laughs) So I, I, yeah, that's such a beautiful lesson learned. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it really connects with me as well, because, you know, as you're explaining this immediately, I'm thinking of my brothers. I have two older brothers and I mean, I love those guys. They, they mean the world to me, but I definitely had a period in my life where I had to realize I've had them on a pedestal for a really long time. And when they didn't show up in that way that I, like you said, expect them to, I get hurt. And then, and then I start judging them and the way that they're behaving and the way that they're choosing to be yet really they are human just as I am human, right? They have their own lessons to learn. They have their own emotions that they can go through. And who am I to sit here and say, you're doing that wrong. Like we, we all experience life differently. Right. And I think for a long time, we carry this, this idea that, well, not really even idea, but we're kind of in this mindset of like us and ourselves. Like we think about ourselves only because we're in our own minds, right? And we forget that they are in their own minds and they're living their own life in the best way that they know how. And so what you were explaining in, in they weren't being who you wanted them to be 
It's that reminder that if we don't communicate our expectations, right? If we don't even share what we need from someone, then how can we expect them to just know, to just show up in that space that we're desiring them to be in? Totally. And just because I'm a human design coach, bringing in human design into this as well, looking back, I mean, I'm a projector. So being a projector energy type, we typically can see things differently and potentially see things other people can't. And as children, you usually just kind of spit that out. So like, obviously I would, I had no issues telling my family when I thought they were doing something wrong or when I was like, you are acting whatever. And when you're a child or a teenager, adults aren't going to take you seriously with stuff like that. Cause they're like, who are you? What are you saying? So yeah, I totally, totally understand that as a projector energy type, putting those expectations and then feeling bitter and upset about it can only be exacerbated because that's our natural tendency to tell people what is right and what's not right. And then when we kind of get pushed away, we're just like, oh, okay. So then I feel like everyone experiences that, but most projectors could probably look back in their childhood and be like, wow, yeah, I was very much called a know-it-all, very much shut down for my ideas, very much because no one really wanted to hear what I had to say. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. yeah. I, w- I was going to ask because obviously you're a projector. I'm a manifesting generator and Sid, you're a generator. So we got all the different energies here, but I would love to hear your perspective on like what living in alignment means to you in removing those expectations. Cause I know as a projector, you're going to see things differently of how Sid and I are going to see things. So somebody that's new to human design or trying to live in alignment, and they're also trying to remove these expectations from people, what would be your go-to like thing or advice to, to give off to those people that are also trying to live in alignment as well? Totally. So I think specifically for removing those expectations, The first step is to really get in touch with with who you are and who what your morals and what you stand for are because the more that you know about who you are the more that you can understand the how you're reflecting that onto other people until you can really get in touch with you what you stand for who you are you're just going to continue living in this cycle and not really know how to change anything because like for me the first, so I would love to say that as a child, I went through this trauma and then at like 10 years old, I was magically woke. And then I was a great teenager, but unfortunately (laughs) I was not like that at all. Like I look back into who I was as a teenager and who I was in my early twenties. And it was, it was not pretty. I, I'm like so happy that I woke up just a few years ago, actually, but I very much compartmentalized things. So I shut stuff out. I pretended I lived a totally different life. Like I abandonment issues were huge. I was like ignoring all of my issues and it put me into this autopilot. So another like big moment in my life was just, I was living autopilot, graduated high school, went to college. Like I was supposed to, was a good girl. Then went and got my master's, graduated, went and got a full-time job, hung out with friends, drank on the weekends, worked Monday through Friday, literally lived like the most normal life, got engaged to my high school sweetheart. It was just like, oh, picture perfect life. 
Um, and then I moved to Florida with my husband and then I didn't have my friends to hang out with anymore and the yoga studio I went to. So I was exploring more self-development and I did a practice where I was supposed to write down all of my desires. So like anything that you wanted in the entire world. And I wrote down, of course, the typical, I want a Range Rover, a mansion with like marble countertops. And then I couldn't think of anything else. That was the only things I could think of. And it actually made me really upset. And I started crying because I was like, I have the whole rest of my life. Like I'm 26 years old. And the only things I can think of I want are a house and a car. And it was just, that was the moment that really like shifted everything for me. Cause I was like, wow, this is like, there's just so much more to life than what I've currently been, been doing. And that's when I really started to dig into recognizing all the expectations I had been putting on people. That's when I really started realizing and doing the inner work of like, you have gone through a lot in your childhood. You've gone through a lot in your life that you've just been ignoring because you thought that that, I thought that that was the best way to do it at the time. And now that I've kind of opened up these floodgates, it's just, it's, it's completely changed everything. Like I, everything has just changed. So I don't know if that even answered your question, but I hope so. <laughs> I, I, no, think that, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that gives us an even like deeper look into who you are. And I think the way that you explained it, it, it's really important for a lot of people to understand, you know, no matter what age we are, whether we're in our 20s, in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, it doesn't matter, right? The point is, is that eventually, at some point, we are being pushed to wake up, to stop living on this autopilot, to stop ignoring the signs, to stop pretending that our life is so great and amazing, to stop that compartmentalization, right? I know both Ange and I have been through our own experiences that we can relate directly to what you you're explaining, you know, for, for me personally, I've always been a people pleaser. And so that was, you know, again, the compartmentalization, as you explained, like just if I had a bad thought, if I had a bad emotion, it was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm supposed to be the happy go lucky person. I'm supposed to be helping everyone reach their dreams. So like shove that to the side and keep going, shove that to the side and keep going. And at some point we, we reach this, aha moment in however it shows up. And for you, it showed up in the sense of like writing down your desires and saying, these are all tangible things. These are all like items that I have to purchase. Is this really the meaning of life? Is this really all there is to it? Right. And, and in those instances, I, I look to people who are older than me and I think in a sense, like, is this what they're living for as well? Like, am I just going, trying to make more money so I can buy this next thing so then I can have that next thing? And a lot of us in, in this age bracket, because we're all, um, you know, roughly the same age, I'm two years older than the both of you, but a lot of us in, in this generation are starting to say, we're looking at our parents and our grandparents and we're saying, you know, life isn't just about hustle. Life isn't just about go to work every single day, you know, nine to five, do your job, get home, clean the house, make the food for your children. The weekend, two days, how are we going to live? What are we going to do? Okay, now back to work. And like, I don't want to wait until I'm retired to feel like I'm free in a sense, right? So in saying that, what are you starting to do now since you had that kind of breakthrough moment of realizing that 
um, and, and recognizing that everything shifted and that there's more to life, how are you showing up for yourself to, to create deeper connection with yourself, with your clients, with your husband, with your family? Like, what are you doing now that's different? Oh yeah. That's a great question. So I, human design was really kind of like the catalyst that pushed me into the spiritual world. I beforehand, so I went to school for molecular biology. I was very logic-based, very science-based. And um, growing up, my so my mother, she was the more religious one in our family than my father. And going through that trauma a couple years ago, I had to realize, I actually realized that because I had associated anything that my mother liked or valued as negative, bad, no. So for most of my life, I had categorized religion spirit as like a no, no matter what, just because I tied it to my mom. So once I was able to work through that and realize that they're not like, they're exclusive. I can like spirit and not be my mom. And then it just opened the floodgates and human design was like the one thing that made the most sense to me, I think, because I had such a resistant mind at first, but human design has some science behind it. So I was able to really see that and it, and it just how it worked. And like, once I started implementing it into my life and I saw the outcome, I was just, there was no way that I could doubt it anymore. And the more and more I dig into spirit and the feminine energy, the more and more I just see it working and I can't ignore it. Cause it's like, this stuff really works. So, um, how I really put that into practice would be obviously following my human design. So as I said before, I'm a projector, which means that I am not meant to work a lot. So prior HD, I was a workaholic. I commuted an hour to work every day. So I'd wake up at 5 a.m., be on the road at 6, work, get to work at 7, work until 3.30, drive straight to a yoga studio, teach hot yoga classes, get home around 8 p.m., eat dinner, watch some TV with my husband and go to bed. Like that was a very consistent schedule. And looking back, it wasn't a surprise that I sent myself to the ER for stress related issues because I was pushing myself to the limit. So I definitely slowed down big time. I focused from doing to being, and that was, it's still a practice that I'm working through because it's hard to break that hustle work mentality um, especially as I work full-time and I'm trying to grow my own business but it there is just so much more to life than doing stuff and I know that we get so caught up in like oh I have to like be doing everything like to like now I just will lay on the couch and eat a popsicle and just stare at the ceiling and be like, this is, this is great. Like, this is my life. Like every second of your day is your life. So at the end of the day, when you look at what you did, it's like, oh, you just worked, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. But like, when were you being you? When were you exploring who you were? And what were you doing that really filled your soul? I mean, we do a lot of stuff. I even myself, I do a lot of stuff, but then I would look back and recognize that I didn't do anything that I really liked, right? Like it wasn't something I did just for me. And I remember before I would be like, oh my God, I didn't laugh today. Like there'd be days where I go and I didn't laugh. And I'm like, what, like, what am I doing? Like, when did we forget to be like fun and happy? And I always think now, like, 
when I was a kid, what was stuff that I did? Because that's a time when you just did stuff for you. You laughed, you had fun and life felt so much different then. And we as adults try and like rationalize it. as like, oh, well, we don't have all these responsibilities. So life was easier. Well, well, no, you can have responsibilities and you can still have fun and be that inner child that you once were. And I'm working every day to trying to show up like who Michelle was when she was eight. <laughs> yeah, being. That's like the be all end all, right? Like it's not a matter of what we do, how much we need to do. It's who do we need to be? And I love everything that you've touched base on because it all has this huge common theme called (laughs) self-awareness, living with intention. And I love how you brought in like the science aspect to human design, because I absolutely firmly believe that it's all energy based. And we also did an episode like a couple episodes ago about energy and how it is how it can actually be attracted in our life. Like talking about manifestation and human design, there's a like there's a component of that, that you can attract that same energy, but it's a matter of who we're being when we do the things, right? Cause we can get so focused and living in that autopilot mode and doing and thinking like, ah, we just need to do, 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 because that's what we've been conditioned to do because that's what our parents did. That's what our, their grandparents or their parents did and their grandparents and so on and so forth. And now we're at this, like this new stage of the game where we're realizing it's not about having the things it's about being like it's about enjoying every single moment rather than just enjoying the next best thing, the next best iPhone, the next best like Land Rover, the next best anything, because it's it's so much more than the materialism. I mean, sure, money, people could argue money, uh, money buys happiness, but at the same time, you can create happiness without money. And I think that right there is a huge thing that just people like we say 98% of the population forget to believe is that you can just be happy without having all of these things but creating that self-awareness is the only way that you'll be ever able to do that and you are able to do that through human design which I think is so beautiful to not only embody it yourself but have a business where you can teach other like-minded women like us you know to learn a little bit more about ourselves so that way we can also show up in the most most authentic way and you know feel good and not just like ah. <laughs> yeah I I connected to so much of what you just said Michelle and I think what really is popping out to me you know earlier you said living in alignment means to you getting in touch with who you are and what your morals are and kind of that idea of like how you want to live, like what feels good to you. And before you really stepped into the HD world, you had this preconceived notion on on what spirituality is because of your relationship with your mom and everything that she was and is and, and carries in her life. And I think that right there just points it out for, for all of us, right? Living in alignment is getting in touch with who you are and what your morals are. And so we have to be willing to then look at where are we holding these preconceived notions? What are our judgments on the ideas, the philosophies, the science, the everything, the beliefs, the facts around us? And where did these preconceived notions come from? Like, was it the way that we experienced our parents and how they live? Was it our grandparents and the thoughts and actions they took in their life, right? So it really, it asks us to question everything 
so we can really find out who we are at the core. And for those of you guys listening, um, I actually did an, an HD, a human design uh, session with Michelle uh, a few weeks ago. And in that session, I learned so much. And it really, it, it honestly, I feel like I knew it already, but it gave me, I don't want to say an excuse, but it gave me a reason as to why I've lived the way that I've lived and, and why I've experienced what I've experienced. So getting a little bit deeper into human design and, and, you know, uh, coaching someone through a session and and what human design is and and how it affects them in their life. Can you give us a, a brief breakdown of what, what you find the most intriguing and interesting about human design and, and explaining it to one of your clients and doing a session. Yeah, definitely. So my favorite part about human design is pretty much what you said, like not an excuse, but I like to call it the permission slip. Yes. Human design is the permission slip for you to accept and love all the parts of you that you may have felt embarrassed about, may have felt ashamed or guilty about. I've been in clubhouse rooms with women that I'm just barely speaking on like their energy type, like I'm not even going deep into their chart. And it brings them to tears because they're like, wow, I have been like this my entire life but I was so ashamed. I was so embarrassed and asked myself every day, like, why am I like this? Why do I do this? Why can't I be like Sally? Why can't I be like Susan? In human design, when you can find out that you, like we all are like, you're an individual, right? You're your own person. But then you think like, what does that even mean? Like, cool, same thing with the business. You always hear, stay in your own lane. What does that mean? Especially when you're new, like I need to learn how to do some stuff. Human design is that blueprint of you. So you can really hone in on who you are. Some people like Sydney, you said that you already felt like you kind of knew these things, but it was just kind of like giving you that confidence, that reassurance. That's, that's the permission slip. Other people feel like they really don't know who they are. So the human design like opens up a whole new realm of them to start exploring these things. And so many women, so many of my clients always just tell me that they feel like the weight of the world is lifted off their shoulders because they just know that they were designed by divine God, universe, whatever you believe in everyone has been designed a specific way to help the collective, to help their community, to help the world. And when you can learn more about that and step into it, it's, it is profound in how you show up. Even for myself, like I show up so differently in my life after going through chart readings and just learning more about myself, because it also just opens up your eyes to areas where you're not showing up as your truest self. And then knowing that you have that energy there supporting you for that is so fantastic. So like, just like an example for me, um, I was living very much in the hustle mentality, which isn't my design. So it made sense that I was not progressing the way I wanted to when I was showing up in this very hustle mode. 
So once I shifted to honor my energy, I was like, wow, that's when highest income months got hit. More clients came to me. I was able to step into my authentic self. And it was just like everything just started shifting in my business and in my personal life. But then on other parts, like I recently had a chart reading with my mentor and she pointed out a gate that I have that's all about um, authenticity and like showing up when you're like in your power with like an intensity. And she's like, I don't really feel like you are an intense person. And I'm like, probably because I've been dimming myself for like 20 something years. Like, mm-hmm. and so then you realize you're like, wait, like I was loud as a kid. Like I was outgoing and chatty. And then I'm like, when did I lose that? So then now I'm exploring more about pulling that version of me out and just tapping into that part of me that I'm not showing up in the highest expression. So human design is just so beautiful. Whether you truly believe in it or not, there is fact to it that it changes lives. It has changed my life and everyone I talk to that has implemented it in some way has had an impact on it. So simply that fact alone, I know that there is so much power in looking at your chart, understanding your human design, and you don't even have to pay to get a reading. You can just go online and look up stuff and it's still going to be impactful. But if you want to go deeper and further, there's so many resources out there for you. I know Sid and I are both like, yep, human design changed our life. Like we're definitely on the same wavelength. And I, Honestly, I love how you brought up that, that inner child. It was like, you, you realize talking about self-awareness, you realize as a kid, you were that carefree Michelle. You were like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And you have this like magnetism towards you. And with now rebuilding that self-awareness through your human design, you're able to explore the areas in your life where you knew for sure you lived in alignment because you know what living in alignment means. So for you to be able to pull out that inner child, you just said it earlier, like you want it to be that care for you. And then now all of a sudden you're like, but I'm not. So like, how can I? And you just said it, like you're exploring these other areas. You're tapping into things that you would never normally do. And I think that's so important for us as humans, like to realize that it's okay to take messy action and not know what the outcome is going to be, because that is literally the definition of being a child. Like we have no idea what's right. We have no idea what's wrong. We're just going to tap into everything and anything and get told, you know, whether to keep doing or to stop doing that. But showing up this way as an adult, it gives you like a deeper purpose. I want to say, because you do know what right is versus wrong. I mean, like morally here, but then now you can also tap into how you can integrate those components into your everyday life. So you can better live in alignment. And it's like, again, all just through human design, which is so mind blowing, right? Like you can be a child just, just if you learn to live in alignment. So I'm resonating so hard with all of this. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And you bring up such good points because as children, in the human design world, that is when you are the least conditioned. So that's like when you have had the least amount of teachers, friends, people telling you who to be. So you show up naturally as your authentic self. So depending on your energy type, like manifesting generators tend to be very hyper kids. So parents think they're like ADHD and like projectors, we get in trouble because we don't want to do anything where the kids that like want to lounge around and they're like, go outside and play. Like you're always sitting inside. And it's, it's just, we get told to be a certain way. So like tapping back into that child self is, is so 
important because that's really when you were the, the least conditioned as a human. I love where you take this, where you've taken this, Michelle, because I was, I was going to ask you a question about conditioning. So the fact that you brought it up and just like explained it now, the listeners know where I'm coming from with, with my question here. Um, so, oh, I just, I love this. It makes me so excited. One of the things that I love most about human design that I really learned through our session together. And I really had that realization was that human design kind of shows you how you can keep showing up in the world, keep learning, keep growing, keep trying something differently. It's not um, this thing where you learn it and then you're like, okay, great. Now I'm going to live it. It's like you learn a little piece and then you start to try and apply that. And then you learn another piece and you try and apply that. And it's, it's, it's the, um, in a sense, the, the guidepost of how you can keep healing, you can keep learning and you can keep growing throughout your entire life. There's always something new to learn and to grow through because of the experiences we're having and because of the aspects of us that may be conditioned. So earlier, you know, I spoke about how you had this preconceived notion of your mom and spirituality and religion. And I'm going to try and piece the t this together from the knowledge that I have of human design. So you tell me if I'm right or wrong and maybe explain it a little bit more. But um, the, if I can remember correctly, I think you said your, your Ajna was undefined, Michelle. Is that right? Yeah. So from what I remember, what I learned from you is that when your Ajna is undefined, you have an inconsistent way of thinking, of having opinions and thoughts and ideas. And so your human design basically tells you don't like stick to one idea, be able to flow with that. And so in your work, maybe you recognize that you had this preconceived notion or this conditioning onto what spirituality and religion is. And because your Ajna is undefined, some of the work that you have to do is kind of question that conditioning and, and move through it and unpack it and recognize how it's affected you and how you can move forward not necessarily carrying the conditioning with you. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, once you started talking about the Ajna, I like knew exactly where you were going, <laughs> but yes, no, I agree a thousand percent. So playing off of what you said, yeah, the Ajna is, so when you have a center undefined, you take in other people's energy around you and you amplify it. So what's beautiful about it is that you get to almost live multiple lives because you get to take in the energy of so many different people. So we, you get the greatest wisdom from an undefined center, even though you don't have energy consistently there yourself. So yeah, looking back on, and as a projector, we naturally don't analyze ourselves as much as we analyze other people. But now that you're saying this, I, I definitely get it. When I was younger and going through the uh, family issues that I had, I was taking in the beliefs of my father because he was who I was around more. So he was very anti-spirit religion. So at the time I was very anti-spirit and religion. And then as I got older and I started to move into my own space and I moved into the online world where so many more coaches are spirit and they're talking about all this human design and all of this manifestation and Gabby Bernstein. And I'm like, what's going on? Um, then I started taking in that energy and then I started to explore it. And then I was changing my beliefs. So 
that is very spot on with an undefined Ajna. So if some any listener is out there and feels like they've transitioned beliefs throughout their life, it's likely that you have an undefined Ajna and that's okay. You're meant to be that person. Like you're meant to be someone who I've lived the non-spirit world and now I'm living the spirit world. So it's like, I get to experience both of these and I won't say that one is better or worse, even though I personally think that the spirit world is better <laughs> now that I'm in it. <laughs> but um, it's just, it's, it's so much, the connections I've made with people are so much deeper. They're so much better. People are less judgmental. Um, people are so much more open. I think it's just such a safe space and you're able, like talking to other people really helps you learn more about yourself. And as Angie had stated earlier, self-awareness self-awareness is everything like even if you're not a spirit woohoo person go listen to Gary Vee and all he talks about is self-awareness because even in the masculine world you need self-awareness and then I personally believe the more you dig into that you're gonna find yourself exploring spirit and things that you may have shut off closed off earlier in your life because of whatever reason but um yeah without self-awareness you're going to be stuck in that autopilot life that I lived for 20 something years. And I can tell you that the self-awareness it's, it's way better. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, without it, it's like, you're living this vanilla life. Like everything is so surface level and that's why everything feels so repetitive and everything feels the same. It's like, there's gotta be more, there's gotta be more. But as soon as you step into that realm of spiritualism and whatever aspect that looks like, maybe it's just human design, but like, as, as long as you step into it and increase that self-awareness, it almost like makes sense for you to tie in those pieces. And like, honestly, I want to touch base on what you said about the, the Ajna, 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 I don't know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> as well. Yeah. The, the what'd you say? Sorry. It's also called the mind center. The so. mind. I like that. The mind. So straightforward, <laughs> but it's okay. This is going to make so much more sense what I'm about to say, but it's that permission slip to be able to change your mind, especially if it's undefined. So if our, like our listeners that are listening to this are hear, hearing this out, like, oh my God, I changed my mind so many times. Like before I was anti-woo-woo. Now I'm all about the woo-woo-ness. And like, it's because you're allowed to change who you are because you're trying to find out more things about who you are by increasing that level of self-awareness. And the more you do it, the more you get to actually live in terms of what feels good for you just because it doesn't feel good for somebody else doesn't mean you have to believe that it's also not good for you it means that you're allowed to tap into that to see if it actually fits and if it doesn't well let it go right like it's like having those expectations holding all these expectations putting into people's boxes as soon as you realize hey like maybe i should let go of this box because i'm creating this magical pedestal for everyone to be categorized in all these boxes and as soon as you let that go you could then see people a little bit more deeper and talking about spiritualism it's about making those deeper connections right so you don't see them as you don't see them in boxes you get to see inside of the walls you get to see what's limiting them you get to see what is creating that pedestal for them to be put upon because you've increased your own level of self-awareness you can also see things a lot differently especially coming from the projector side of things right Oh, I love this. This is like so mind blowing to me. (laughs) Yes. And I absolutely love that you brought up taking what works for you and then getting rid of what doesn't, because especially in the human design world, there's almost like two splits. So there's the fundamentalists and then there's like the new age. So 
the fundamentalists are people who very much follow human design exactly as the founder wrote it, as it was created. So they are very strict almost about how you need to use human design. Whereas the new age is more about what you said, Angie, taking what you want, leaving what you, what you don't. And that's definitely where I fall into because they're, if, if someone's out there exploring human design, there are a lot of kind of harsh, scary things that you're going to hear. Like, um, like the fundamentalists say that projectors shouldn't have children because we don't have energy or that we should sleep alone. So don't sleep with your husband if he's a generator. And those can be very like harsh and mean and hurtful things, right? Like, and then people may explore these and then who knows where that will lead, whatever. Right. But I personally believe if that doesn't feel good, I am not going to stop sleeping in the same bed as my husband. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I love him and I love waking up next to him. Yeah. No matter what the human design founder says. And if so that's where part of you need to have your own self-awareness, your own morals, your own values, even when you're exploring human design, manifestation, anything spiritual, astrology, all of it, come in with your own discernment like you know what works for you find what doesn't work for you and take what you want and leave what you want because if someone is coming at you and telling you this is right this is the way you have to do things this way that is not an energy that is going to serve you because no one has to do anything any certain way in your life like you are a soul that's just so expandable and you can do whatever you want so really tapping back again, repeating the self-awareness, creating, knowing who you stand for, your morals, your values, not what your husband thinks, not what your partner thinks, not what your parents think, not what society thinks, what you think, right? Like, cause if, if you don't believe something, but everyone else believes it, it doesn't matter, right? Cause you are allowed, people think I'm a psycho that I believe in human design. Like my uncle jokes that I sit behind a crystal ball and my mother-in-law <laughs> asks if I read minds. Like, no, this isn't, this isn't what I do. But I, and that was a limiting belief. I was afraid to step into human design because of those kinds of comments, right? Like I didn't want conditioning. to conditioning the you're crazy. This mm-hmm. is all BS. Like, who are you? Kind of thing. But then I moved past it because I knew that I loved it. I believed in it. And when you can show up in your belief, it changes other people too. Because my husband was very like, no. But the more and more I talk about it, the more I live it. And the more he sees changing and just our life changing, he cannot even deny some things anymore. And he is so anti-woohoo. So I know that just by living in your authentic self, being who you are in understanding your morals, what you stand for, your values, regardless if you're a coach or a teacher or whatever, just literally living in your own power is going to impact the collective around you because people look up to other people who know what they believe, who know who they are and know what they stand for. Yeah. And you're like, you're living proof of like the, the statement of, it's who you are when you do the things rather than it's not a matter of what you do, right? Like you've proved it not only yourself, but you've also proved it to your husband. You've proved it to your clients. You've proved it to the collective that it's possible to live in your true authentic self by just simply being rather than doing all the things. Right. So I, I'm appreciative of just seeing that from like that light. 
Yeah. And it, it, I, it really brings in the reminder of exactly what you're saying. Take what resonates, leave the rest. And as much as it's important to find out what works for you, what you enjoy and what you love to do, it's also just as important to find out what you don't like doing, what frustrates you, what angers you, right? Your emotions are your guides. They are going to teach you how you experience life. And being aware and acknowledging the way that you feel is going to help you to make the decision so you can continue to show up in a way that feels good. And you kind of quickly touched on, you know, your family's opinions about what it is that you do and that kind of resisting you for a while. You're preaching to the choir. Like this is something that I've carried my entire life and it's without realizing it was blocking me from showing up as who I am. You know, I now fully and completely identify as a psychic, a medium, a spiritual mentor. Um, and I was afraid for so long on in how my family would respond to that and what they would say to that. And in a sense, without realizing it, if, if this is the way that you're feeling, whoever's listening, if you feel like you can't fully share who you are because you're afraid of how somebody else is going to respond, you are actively giving your power to that person. And without even realizing it, you are giving that person permission to decide how you show up in the world and how you live your life. And so we are here telling you guys, it is time. It is time to show up in who you are and who you desire to be, who you believe yourself to be, who you want to be and, and move forward. And if people don't agree with that, that doesn't make you a lesser person. It just means that you have different opinions and that's okay. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. We've talked about so much before we jump into the card reading, how we finish every single episode, Michelle, do you have any last words of advice or something that you'd like to share that you feel like you didn't touch on? And then also let us know where everyone can find you online. Yeah, of course. I think I just need to reiterate what you just said. Show up as your authentic self. I muted myself for so many years. I fell into the people pleasing I did whatever my husband wanted me to do when he was my boyfriend, whatever he needed me to do. I showed up for my friends in the way that they needed me, but I didn't know who I was. So I didn't know how I could show up authentically. So just take that first scary step. Like I'm not telling you to go create an Instagram reel about your childhood trauma or anything, but <laughs> take that first step and find out something that you love and explore it and maybe you used to play guitar as a child and then you stopped for years like just go pick it up and play again or just go read a book outside for fun like you like reading like just take those little steps to exploring what you love and what makes you you because the world is going to condition you to be on a highway like everyone else and do everything the same way so we all have something that makes us unique so just play around and dig into that and oh, you, so can find me. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram. That's usually where I hang out. My handle is Michelle T Smith coaching. And I also have a Facebook community called Align inside community with Michelle Smith. Uh, those are the two main places that I really hang out. Uh, I also do have clubhouse. My handle is Michelle Smith with two H's at the end, I believe. Um, 
you can always message me on Instagram and I can connect you through there too. Yeah, we'll we'll leave all of the details in the description of this episode. Mm-hmm. So if you guys listening want to get to know Michelle more, you want to follow her online, head to the description and you will see all of her handles there and all of the links. So you can be directed to her Facebook community. You can check her out on Instagram um, and Clubhouse and, and all of that fun stuff. And again, before we jump into the card reading, if you guys didn't get the picture yet, Michelle, she has a full-time job, but she also is a human design coach coach. And so if you're interested in getting further into human design, definitely check her out. I actually have a client that I've been working with for four months now, and I took her as far as I could with human design with what I know, and she wants to dig in deeper. And so I was like, you have to check out Michelle. You guys would totally connect and, and, and uh, create a beautiful space together to, to learn and to evolve and to grow, which I think I'm just going to touch on quickly because what you, how you finished up there, Michelle, absolutely beautifully spoken. And it's just a reminder that for anyone listening, if you're, if you're nervous of taking that step, if you're, if you're afraid of stepping out of that comfort zone, one of the best pieces of advice that I can give to anyone is create community, surround yourself with Mm. people who are going to support you, who want to see you succeeding and becoming the best version of you, however that is. And if you feel like you don't have that community, or if you don't have someone um, that is going to support you and is going to cheer you on, then that's why we're here. That's why we created this podcast. definitely send us a message. um, uh, Check us out on Instagram. We want to be that community for you. We want to support you. We want to cheer you on so you can show up in a way that feels good in creating the life of your dreams. So I just, I just wanted to remind all of you guys out there that because I know that's a thing that kind of stops a lot of people is feeling like, well, I don't have anyone. I don't have the support that I need. Um, So we're here just reminding you that you do. We're here. We're supporting you. Amen. (laughs) So good. Okay. So we are going to pull a card and I love, um, if you guys didn't catch it, Michelle said Gabby Bernstein earlier, and I actually am pulling from her deck today. The universe has your back. Um, so if you guys don't know who Gabby Bernstein is, definitely check her out. She is such a beautiful spirit. So just going to asking the cards, you know, what's something else that we need to know today? Um, you know, a message that maybe we need to carry with us as we move through this next week, maybe as we integrate some of the lessons from today's conversation. Okay. Two cards, just a full right out. So the first one is my faith has the power to turn trauma into healing, conflict into growth, and fear into love. And that right there says it. My faith has the power to turn trauma into healing, conflict into growth, and fear into love. Faith can be absolutely anything. Whether you believe in God, whether you believe in Mother Earth, whether you believe in yourself, the idea of faith is believing in something bigger than you something bigger than this moment in time. You can have faith in absolutely anything. And this card is reminding you that your faith, your faith in that bigger picture of life, it will give you the power to heal your trauma. It will give you the power to grow in conflict rather than feeling stuck, rather than feeling held back. It will give you the power to reach into the 
uh, depths of love rather than allowing that fear to control you in how you show up in the world and, and who you desire to be. So remembering that faith is your guide, is your teacher, and faith gives you the strength, the confidence, and the power that you desire to keep going, to create that life of your dreams. The second card is, I recognize that I have chosen fear, and I choose again. I choose love. And this card says it right there. Like, we're allowed to choose again. We're allowed to recognize what doesn't feel right and say, oh, wait a second, I've been putting all my time and energy into this and it doesn't feel good, so I'm going to choose again. We're allowed to change our minds. Self-awareness is key, and then what you do with that self-awareness is truly going to help you to create that shift forward that you are desiring. So if you're recognizing that in your thoughts, in your emotions, fear is popping up, Again, recognize it, say, this is fear. I actually don't want fear to control me in the decision that I make right now. So I'm going to choose again. And this time I'm going to choose love. Like I am just, both Michelle and I are like, wait, what? Like, how are those cards pulled? This is what we talked about. Michelle, we'd love to hear your thoughts on these cards. If anything pops up for you. Oh my gosh. I just, yeah, I felt like they were spot on. Um, oh, learning from the trauma that's, be like exactly what we touched on and that's really how you have to look at it right like you can't fall into that victim mode and stay stuck in the traumas that you've been through you really have to almost practice gratitude for them in a very strange way so that you can learn from them like now that I'm further in my journey like I can appreciate my mother and what we went through at what I went through at a young age more than I did when I was younger because there was so much more resent and anger around it where now I'm like, I wouldn't be who I am today without that experience, without those moments in my life. So, and this is just my belief falling into what we believe, but I truly believe that um, we are all different souls and souls continue to come back onto earth. So that's why some people have an older soul than other people. So every time a soul comes back to earth is meant to learn something. So that is why some people have to go through such traumatic things in their life. But it was just that soul was needing that at that time because all of their journeys, they haven't quite got there. And the younger souls, they are maybe a little more immature and they just have to go through less hard stuff. But eventually it all comes full circle. And yeah, fear I've been here because I work a lot with entrepreneurs and there's so much fear around showing up online authentically. There's so, so much fear about starting your own business, right? Like, what are people going to think? Like, can I do this? Do I have the money? Like, what if it doesn't work? And just, you can't let the fear stop you because the second that you fall into, into the fear, it's, you're going to resent yourself you're going to resent the moments that you missed out on and I even look back on my early 20s and there was a lot of things I didn't do because of fear and judgment and I'm like man I should have just done it anyways like who cares <laughs> yes yes I love exactly. it no regrets <laughs> no regrets <laughs> <laughs> absolutely beautiful I love how you tied that all in and it's just it's always great to hear somebody else's perspective on the messages that are coming forward because again that's how we grow is by listening to other people's perspectives and taking what resonates with us and leaving the rest so 
Thank you so much for being here with us, Michelle. We have absolutely loved having you on the podcast, learning more about you and your story. And I mean, I hate to speak for Angie, but I don't because I do it all the time. And so (laughs) we would absolutely love to have you back on the podcast and maybe talk more in depth about human design. And so we can all learn from you and, and create that deeper connection that we desire. So thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was af- I'm absolutely humbled for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Yes, oh. of course, of course. We are so thankful for you. We're so thankful for our listeners. So once again, if you guys are looking to find Michelle, you want to know a little bit more about her, how to get directly into her energy, make sure you click those links in the description because it'll bring you to all the things. And then of course, as Cindy said earlier, if you're looking for that, that community aspect of it all, any single one of us, our community is completely open to you. So don't hold back. And even if that is your first step into you living in alignment and you living as your true authentic self, We are so here for it. We are going to be with you every single step of the way. So Michelle, once again, thank you so, so much. And we will see you guys all next week. Bye everyone.